Tuesday, and welcome into the DHMX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Joker. Here you are. He is Shane Diefenbach, the big pokey. Yeah, I am. If you will. Shane, we got a ton to get into today. Oh my god, we do. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. I just got an update. The notification? Yeah. Are we live right now? Yeah, no, it's it, it just said we have a ton to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we've got we we were blessed today. The content gods delivered a stork to our front door, and you know what was inside? All three of the Arizona State head coaches. <laughs> Kenny that was so close to being really good. That was so close to being really good. Can I just correct you? Yeah, go ahead. The the content gods would be the stork in this scenario. Oh, you're right. And you're the, right. The, the 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 three coaches would be in a diaper mm. or whatever it was. Well, not a diaper, but of a sack. A sack. Yeah, the baby know. comes in a swaddle. Yeah. yeah. Swaddle. Wow. Phenomenal word. Phenomenal Resident word. father. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, we've got Kenny Resident Dillingham, Pokey. Bobby Hurley, Willie Bloomquist. We've got some media deal updates. Yeah. The uh, Pac-12 all-preseason team was yeah. announced. Yeah, we have got <laughs> a lot to get into. So, why don't we do it? Let's start with Kenny Dillingham. He had a presser yesterday, late afternoon. It was hot in there. It was hot. It was, and there was a ton of people in there. Yeah, and... Uh, Deservedly so. Yeah, you're like, right. Th- this team deserves to be covered, uh, even though they haven't played a game yet, which yeah. says a lot about Kenny. Um, but yeah, I was sweaty in there. I, I was kind of interested at how long that presser had gone, just because there is Pac-12 Media Day right around the corner, and he was asked about everything from recruiting to to NIL to Camp T to predictions yeah. almost for the season. But not everybody has friends at Circa like we do. So they You're can right. just go. That's that's absolutely fair. Yeah. Uh before we get into any of these comments, just what stood out to you about Kenny's presser yesterday? First of all, his closing comment um when after the last question was asked after they were like, "Okay, this is the last question." He answered it and he goes, "That was it? We're good?" And it was like 28 minutes and I'm back there like <sighs> Thank God, because I'm sweating, sweating and yeah. my feet hurt, and I'm propped up against the wall. At one point, I was literally like that SpongeBob meme where he's like, <laughs> like I was. That was literally <laughs> that is a that. good one. Um, yeah, I mean, what stood out to me was just he is so like he said what we have been thinking this whole time, and I don't know if it's in one of the clips we have, but it, he said it during the press conference. He said, like I am myself, like on the field, off the field, recruiting. Like yeah. he is always himself. And we talked about that a bit, a bit yesterday. Like, I almost want him to be not himself a little bit at media day so I can hear something different. But we did hear a lot of different things. We heard a lot of what he thought about NIL and the landscape. We heard a lot about who's going to be ready to practice and who's not going to be ready to practice come, come fall camp. And we heard finally what he really think kind of unfiltered about Camp T. And that, yeah. was, that was great. Yeah, that that is one of my favorite answers that he gave. And we do have that clip. We'll get into that uh, in just a little bit. And look, the the reason that the headline of today's show is is Kenny Dillingham setting Arizona State up to shock the rest of the NCAA is in part of the the 2024 recruiting class, what they've been able to do, the transfers, some of the the I don't want to say unknown talent, but the slept on talent, if you will, and then the presser yesterday. Just again, every time I feel like you you hear Kenny Dillingham speak. It is so clear that he has a vision and a plan for what he wants Arizona State football to be. And that is so, it's it's unique, not just for Arizona State fans. And I think that is something that I really, really want to, to emphasize, right? Is Herm Edwards, Todd Graham, just in at Arizona State, right? Anytime that you would hear them, it is less of a 
this is what we are building for three to five years from now and long term. And this is what we're going to do now. I feel like there is a a nice balance of Kenny Dillingham telling you what Arizona State could be capable of this season. And again, we've got some of those comments that we'll play in, in just a bit. And he's pretty candid about like how he thinks this team will do this season. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the in three to five years, this is kind of what you have to do in terms yeah. of recruiting. Did, do we have the vision clip? I can't remember. In terms of... What, like selling the vision to recruits? Yeah, we do. That's like, that, that's by far, I think, my favorite. It's we'll, You'll hear when I, we get into it, but he's just... He just he, he, he talks like every fan wants a coach to talk. And that's kind of where I, you know, I have to pause a little bit because, look, like... This team hasn't played a game yet. Yeah, and he said it. They might shit the bed. We just don't know. Um, I don't expect them to, um, nor do I think that it's even a a real possibility barring injuries. But, like, we do have to pump the brakes a little bit because as we've – this whole summer, it's been been great because this is very fun and having a coach that cares is awesome. Yeah. You know, every time you walk out of a press conference of his or just talking to him, it's like, shit, I'm – I'm ready to I'm ready to jump off a cliff and fly. Yeah, but I'll actually fly. I'm gonna spread my wings and soar and caw. I'm run, ready to run through a wall. And I mean, um, after you listen to just 28 minutes of him answering questions, you get a good idea as to why recruits and transfers are ready to run through a wall for mm-hmm. him when he's trying to get them to play football for him. Yeah, right. Like he's not even trying to do anything. He's no. just answering our questions. Yeah. But when he is like, I can't even imagine sitting in a living room or a conference room with him and him being like. Let me tell you why you should play at Arizona State. I can't imagine what it's like when his wife just asked him how his day was. Like, I bet that response is like, I bet his wife sometimes like, oh my God, I just wanted to know how your day was. And he's like, look, this is what we did today. It was great. It was, yeah, he's he's just such a, I wonder what Kent's going to be like. Kent's probably going to be a motivational speaker. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kenny was asked about it. He's not the next quarterback. He is no. the next coach yeah. for Arizona State <laughs> down the line. Uh, we've talked a lot about recruiting this summer, and rightfully so because of what Kenny Dillingham and BC and Samp and really this coaching staff as a unit have been able to do. So one of the very first questions that Kenny was asked about was just a little bit about his recruiting philosophy and the strategy really in general. Um, and this is what he had to say. Yeah, I mean, we're going to recruit people who want to be here. That's the number one thing about our philosophy is there's no tricks, there's no gimmicks, there's no promises. There's in the world of NIL, there's zero NIL talk uh, at all because I want people who want to be here. I firmly believe that this is a special place. I have a passion for this place. When people walk into this building, they better have a pride in it. They better have a passion about it. And that's what we keep the main thing when we talk and recruit is, do you want to be here? Do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to be a part of something that could be special? And if you do, great. And if you don't, great. You know, there's there's a lot of athletes out there. Yeah, and he also talked about a lot of, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to recruit – the five stars that you know the, the people that on paper are going to make the biggest difference i'm trying to make sure that i'm getting somebody who wants to be at arizona state and yeah. why they want to be at arizona state is there could be a lot of different reasons but they all should want to be here and want to play here this shouldn't just be a stepping stone this shouldn't just be a path yeah absolutely and i think that's he he later on in that answer he talks about how the reason that this is such a important job and a dream job for him is the family side of it, right? And he was talking about in terms of recruits, like he doesn't offer Arizona recruits anything else than he offers 
like a, a out of state recruit. There's no NIL money involved in it. Mm-hmm. The only thing different that he is offering these Arizona kids, whether that be, you know, an incoming transfer or an actual recruit, is the opportunity to quote work and play hard at Arizona and do it in front of your friends and your family, right? That is the opportunity that he is trying to offer Arizona kids. And that is the opportunity that was afforded to him, right? Kenny Dillingham quite literally could have been a head coach at any other place. In reality, there were plenty of openings that he could have taken. However, Arizona State was his dream job for that reason, right? He wanted to be able to come home and do it in front of friends and family. Um, And I think that is what's cool, right? Is you get to see why he pretty much committed (laughs) to Arizona State, right? And now that's turned into his recruiting philosophy. Yeah, and everything he says isn't just like a selling point it's what he truly believes it's the it's you know people say it all the time about how much better asu can be as a school and as an athletic program as just a football team yeah but like as to why it's it's the obvious like you just you just like look at the place like that's all you have to say but kenny like is always breathing that he's always believing that and he knows exactly what needs to change and he just he just gets it and then to your point about the arizona kids and the cleanse comment in the chat he says Glenn said he loved his answer about the Arizona kids. We want them to come, but only if they want to. Yeah, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna beg a kid to come because he's from Arizona. We're we're gonna get the kids that want to be here. Yeah, and, and the Arizona kids should want to be at ASU. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you get this point. You you get this program to a point, right? Again, and this goes along with the the three to five years, the five to seven year vision that you have for this program. And some some of it obviously has to deal with NIL, which. We've got a whole segment that we'll get into later about that, right? But if you do this and you build a culture for the first handful of seasons, right? No one's going out there and let's be real, a 10-win season in year one and two is a stretch, right? It's an absolute stretch, but it's not necessarily about the the flip of a switch, which I feel like some head coaches try and do and they try and sell, right? Of like, okay, mass turnaround in a second. I know I brought it up before, but take a look at Deion Sanders, right? And I this is again, it's just the way that this this has worked yeah. out is okay, Brett, you have two very different approaches, mm-hmm. which we will see what transpires. You have one coach trying to build a culture and you have another trying to flip a program overnight. That's all I'm saying. But to your point, right? Part of what eventually gets those blue chip guys here, part of what eventually turns non-Arizona kids into Arizona State fans that want to play at Arizona State is you just, you got to build a culture. And that culture starts with kids that want to be at Arizona State. And in the past, something that kids loved about Arizona State was Camp Tantazona, right? Camp T went away for a few seasons and, you know, it is what it is, I guess. There were a bunch of different reasons, COVID being one of them, Herm being another, like... Facilities. Facilities, and, and that's what we're going to get into now is Camp T, right? Because he was asked about the consistency of it, which I thought he gave a pretty good answer about how, like, he wants Dude, this to be a tradition. 10 seconds of the clip we're going to play. Gets you Do fired it. up. I, I, I'm ready to go. All right, well, let's see why Shane did that. <laughs> So one, uh, I, I will agree with you. There's some challenges when you when you go to a place like that, for sure. Uh, and I've asked the players what those challenges are. I said, okay, you know, Jordan Clark, you've been there in the past. Uh, tell me a challenge. And I have meetings about it. And one of them's showers, bathrooms, all that. So we're going to bring some of that stuff in to help them. 
The other one's food. You know, the last time they went, they lost a bunch of weight when they went to Camp T. So how are we gonna solve that? Well, we've got with the nutritionists to solve that issue, right? So really what we're talking about is where you sleep now and what do you do for fun in your downtime? So we've, we've mitigated the, those issues uh, on the front end. That way we can really kind of have, try to get the best of both worlds. But part of this is to be uncomfortable. Part of this is the football is not comfortable. Right, you go on the road at Washington State, Oregon State, those aren't comfortable games. Those are very uncomfortable games. You stay 45 minutes away, you drive, it's cold, it's rainy, right? It's just uncomfortable, right? That's why nobody's ever gone undefeated in Pac-12 play. It's because the league is so diverse in terms of the different places you play. So I think you need to put your players in these adverse situations to get them to wake up and their back hurts because they slept on a single, right? But they still have to go practice. That's part of life. That's part of football. That's week nine, right? And if to think that's not week nine is, is, is false. God, he does make you want to run through a wall. Uh-huh. I, but safely. Yeah, safely with a helmet. Mm-hmm. God, that's life. That's football. That's week nine. That's week nine. Right? And that's Sleeping again. in a single, week that's, nine. That's, but again, to be able to translate that, Dude. right, the, the idea of challenges in a non-traditional sense, in a non-football way, finding purposes and in, in things in everyday life that, like, that are just staffs like Herms wouldn't do. Like, it's it just yeah. And and like again, not even not even comparing, right? But the the hard reality and the truth of what he is saying, right? Like, it could have been very easy for him to just say, yeah, we're gonna get new facilities, right? Or we're gonna try and do this, or hey, straight up, we don't. You know, it's not in the budget. We're not going to be doing that. But for him to, again, not only say, hey, yeah, there are certain necessities that we are working to fix for these athletes, nutrition, uh, the bathroom situation, showers, whatever. But then to also say, hey, look, you know, the reality of not only life, but football is when you do get to week eight, week nine, you're in an overtime game, whatever. And when push comes to shove, do you have the toughness to push through it, to beat the opponent. And he brought it up at a different point, right? Referencing how many times Arizona State lost last season in just one score games, right? You don't know how your team is going to face. (laughs) You don't know how your team is going to respond to adversity. However, something that we've seen from Kenny Dillingham, really from the moment that he was hired, right, is preparation. He's got a plan. He's got a plan for what Arizona State is going to look like in three to five years. He's got a plan for his recruits. He's got a plan for his team facing adversity. Again, granted, he doesn't know how his team is going to respond. And he said, look, I haven't seen them play a game. I've seen them play practice. Mm -hmm. You just don't know how they're going to do it. But one thing that you surely can believe, if Kenny Dillingham is involved, he is going to make sure that there is a plan uh, and that his guys and his team are prepared for it. Yeah, and not only prepared, but more prepared than the other team. Um, yeah, Glenn, this is, a, this is a point that I don't think a lot of people realize about the pack is that, you know, the, the, just the best difference in, first of all, this is why geography shouldn't suck <laughs> that much because that's crazy. Yeah. And the pack is the only place that really does that. He, he says you can suffer from dehydration one week and get pneumonia the next from snow or cold. Go from a desert to a snowstorm like that. That is what can happen. Yeah. And no better place than diverse weather than Arizona where you can come come from 115 degree heat and go up to flag, go up to camp T and it's beautiful yeah. or it's cold. Like it just isn't a place like that. Or you could, you could, you could even just drive even farther north and find snow. Like yeah. it, it is rare. 
and and to the point about the facilities, like I I don't even know if they could do anything right now because they did just get new facilities. Camp T did just get a new field. Like it is nice, uh, nice for D one athletes. You try to take some Nick Saban type kids here who have been given challengers and and you know really nice cars and and their parents' houses nil money to to a field like this and to sleep in bunk beds. I don't know how well over that would go, but the culture that he's establishing here and the vision that he's trying to sell, he's not trying to sell the vision that's going to happen in two years. He's trying to sell the vision that they're creating right now. Yeah. And, and that might not, might not translate into a 10 win season in, in year one. It might not translate to even being 500, but it'll sure as hell translate off the field and how these teammates work together and, and the bond they're going to build. Something he talked about with camp T is they're not just, going to you know what stick to their normal practice schedule where at 10 a.m they practice at noon they have lunch and do walk through and then at night they're watching film yeah you know he said they're going to practice clean the little stuff up in the film room and then after like noon they're just hanging out yeah they're they're doing they're 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 hanging out without their phones they're just they're gonna have to communicate they're gonna have to play real life games with each other he said so it's it's really exciting, and I'm I'm excited for the players on the team, and I'm excited for the outcome that it provides. Yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I do want to get to to Glenn and Rodrigo's comment in just a second, but in terms of the vision, while we've been talking about that, the culture of this program, after listening to to just those two things on recruiting philosophy and then Camp T and the challenges, right? Do you like what two words would you use to describe the culture that Kenny Dillingham is trying to build? Um. Uh, genuine okay because he doesn't lie about anything he's not gonna lie to a, to a kid about coming here and he's not gonna he's, he, he's gonna make sure that the relationships are genuine um there's no chris paul's smile laugh walk away stoic face like this is he's gonna tell you how he really feels yeah. he's gonna tell you if you should transfer he will he'll tell you if you yeah he's quite literally told yeah kids hey this is probably not the spot for you um already and so genuine's my first one and then like just family because because that's the bottom line is that he wants this to be a family yeah um even though the the landscape of collegiate sports some coaches like it some coaches don't which we'll talk about later um is changing and the land and the and the nil has taken over and guys are leaving and coming at a rapid rate it, like you build a family you can build a family in three months we, we've seen it we just saw it we were out there for for spring ball we just saw it We'll see it on the field in fall camp. We'll see it at Camp T. Like, you can do that in three months. It's clear. Um, so he doesn't need this longevity. He doesn't need Cam Rising, which would be great because I do love Cam Rising. Uh, but he doesn't need Cam Rising to be here for four years to lead his team. He just needs those three months of, of spring ball and fall camp, of being together. Yeah. And, and that that's it. Not only that, you need guys. And I think, again, it goes back to the type of player that you're trying to get is you need guys that are, A, bought in, and you need guys that have a similar mindset, I feel like, right? We talked to DeCarlos a lot yesterday for a half hour. It's clear this kid has a chip on his shoulder and he wants to prove something. We've talked to Xavier Guillory. We've talked to a bunch of guys that all it feels like they have, they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, right? Whether that be because playing time at another university or a little bit of disrespect here or injury, whatever, they all are hungry. And I think that's why it is so easy to see why this team is, is able to gel in such a short amount of time is because they are all... They're all hungry. Now, whether, whether me this, riddle me this. Batman, there it is. Riddle me this, Batman. Where did chip on your shoulder come from? Chip on your shoulder? Is there like, like it's, it's talking about like a physical chip, right? Not like a 
That's something you eat. You know? I don't know where that came like, from. I'm just happy that I got the saying correct. Yeah. Because that is tough for me at times. Yeah. So. Chip. Where um, do you get the chip from? Is it? It's not a. It's not a chip though that you no, eat, no, no, right? No, no. Like I like to visualize it. Chip on as your shoulder. Nice I feel like chip. comes like yeah. Where, oh, read it. What's the what's the definition? Hold on, I gotta find that. Oh, you're you can okay. read. Okay. No. Yeah. Look, we're talking about what. This is, a, ma- this is a great conversation to have while you're on OGs. There you go. It's just absolutely phenomenal, guys. OGs, if you haven't tried them, they are the best scratch-made gummies in Arizona, hands down. They've got the best flavors. The pink lemonade gummies are here. My personal favorite because they just. They quite literally taste like pink lemonade. Um, and then you've got Whoa. other flavors, right? You've got the watermelon. You've got the red apple, the peach, the blackberries and cream, the orange creamsicle. They've got a flavor and effect for everybody out there, guys. OG's doesn't miss when it comes to flavor and effect. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. You do got to be 21 years or older, though, to purchase. Life was weird. In the 19th century. Oh, God. I mean, life was probably just bad in the 19th century. <sighs> yeah. Um, but so the origin of the phrase comes from and refers to a practice seen in America during the 19th century. So even worse than I thought, uh, in which boys spoiling for a fight. First of all, boys spoiling for a fight. There's spoiling a crazy for sentence. a fight? Boys spoiling for a fight would place an actual chip of wood on their shoulders before walking around belligerently daring others to knock the chip off. In which then... They would, they would fight. fight. Huh. Wow. Yeah. The more you know, I guess. It's not something I ever thought of. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it had to do with like ice. I was thinking like... Diminishing returns would go crazy. Yeah. I was thinking like a like like somebody chipped a piece of your shoulder off and you're like walking around. That's why I thought of ice, bench. like a ice sculpture or something, like chip off the shoulder. Oh. It's, no? Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. They didn't have the beauty of four peaks they got they got they got fish and chips but you don't put them on your shoulder there you at go four peaks there you go. the beer battered fish and chips are elite and it's getting hot man it's getting real hot actually it is hot it's just hot it's right now it's getting spicy it's 115 degrees no, you're with 20 percent right. humidity it's hot outside what are we doing here no it's hot um the weather's great nine nine months out of the year eight months out of the year yeah eight months you it's agree? good it's good year round if you got a four piece in your hand though. yeah yeah um yeah it's 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 always great um, when you're with Four Peaks. Uh, it's cold inside of their pub, their Eighth Street pub, and even if you're outside, there's some misters. It'll cool you off a little yeah. bit. And and if you're too hot, just get drunk. It's fine. Relax. I mean, that works too. Um, does it work the opposite way? Where if you drink, you know how the what is it? What's it called? The alcohol jacket. When you're cold, you drink, and you're not that cold. Never heard of that before. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You've never drank I, alcohol and warmed up? Uh, liquor. Yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't know that was called something. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like the beer beer jacket or something. Alcohol jacket. Huh. Sure. I wonder if it works the opposite way. Um, we could just yeah. Anyway, guys, <laughs> get some Four Peaks. <laughs> Check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. We gotta be twenty one years old to drink Four Peaks, and please drink it responsibly. Please drink responsibly. Please Four Peaks, get it in you. All right, we've got another clip um, that I want to get to in terms of the adversity. Right. And we talked about it a little bit earlier in terms of Kenny being asked. He doesn't really know. Like he was asked about the unknowns Uh of the team, the unknowns of him. Right. Being a first year head coach, like you don't really know how that's going to go down, I guess. Right. And I feel like this is another another question that he gave a really well thought out answer to. Every question is. Yeah. This is my favorite answer. No, this one's my favorite one. No, this is this your new favorite one. This one's my new favorite. one. Okay, let's see it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, unknowns are just 
you know, what do we look like through adversity? You know, you can try to create it, but you don't know it. You don't know it till you're in it, right? Nobody knows how they respond until they get put in that situation. So that's an unknown, and those are the unknowns that define games. Because, I mean, you win or lose, if you look at a season, it's one possession. Those are the games that take you from a five-win team to an eight-win team, right, or from a three-win team to a six-win team. I think they lost last year five or six games of one-possession games or something crazy of one-possession games. That's the adversity within a game. You never know how you're going to respond to that till you're in it. You never know how your guys handle that till you're in it. You never know how they handle pressure till you're in it. And those are the, those are the unknowns. Uh, for myself, being on the field, I haven't been on the field since I was a freshman high school coach. I've been in the box since I was in varsity as a high school coach, since I was a varsity coordinator, since I was a GA, since I was a position coach. I've been in the box, so golly, how loud is it going to be? You know what I mean? Like, there's, there are some unknowns that, that I have, unknowns from a football perspective. That uh, Football is football. You can go coach a, be a freshman high school coach. You still have to manage timeouts. You still have to do everything you would do, right, within a college football game. There's no difference. And anything college is easier because you get TV timeouts to give more breaks, right? So that type of stuff I'm not worried about. Uh, it's, it's more just the differences of the Evan not being able to be in the box to see the field. That's different. I've always been in the box. To, it's like a video game up there, right, to see schemes. That's a change, right? That's why I have a guy I trust up there. It, it, it is really crazy to think about that he hasn't been on the field since high school yeah. coaching. Like, that's wild. Because it is a completely different thing. You yeah. can't you can't see all as an offensive coordinator. I know he's not playing that role anymore, and Bill Baldwin's going to be calling the plays, and he says he trusts him up there. But it is wild to think about that. Not only this is his first time, obviously, at the helm of a collegiate football team, but this is the first time that he's going to be coaching a team from the sidelines. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and at the helm. It is just wild. It's going to be a unique situation, right? And again, that goes up to Rodrigo's question earlier. I know we answered it, but like, is success expected in the first season? And that's kind of what he was he was asked, right? Is like, how do you really define success in year one? Do you define it in wins? Do you define it in building a culture? Like, there are so many different ways that you can deem something successful. And for a first-year head coach with a program full of new players, like... I don't know. How do you how do you define success? I was just success? about to ask you that. Damn it. Um, <laughs> like, I I want I want first of all, I the, the biggest thing and that I think that this isn't going to be a question, it's going to happen, but just competing, being yeah. like wanting to be there. Um and my second thing and what I'm going to deem successful or not is whether or not after the season, midway through the season, maybe after a tough loss, if the culture is still the same as it is right now. Yeah. If that doesn't change, then he wins. The season has been won. If they lose on a Hail Mary to Washington after after playing their hearts out on the field and Jalen comes in here on Wednesday and with three guys and they all still have the same attitude as they did in in June on the podcast – and 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 that that the chemistry and the culture is still the exact same that he won. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that is something that we were able to see last year when the the switch was made from Herm to Aguano. It felt like at a certain point in the season that the 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 team and the guys were hung up on the idea of winning a season in one game, 
right? It felt like the weight of the world was on every single game, and that's not necessarily how you win a season, right? Part of it is you lose and you rebound and you snap back and you forget about it, right? Mm -hmm. It's literally on to the next play, on to the next game, whatever. And another thing, when they made that switch from Herm to Iguano, we had talked to players, and there was a clear idea that the players, I don't want to say played harder, but there was a newfound energy and like yeah. effort to it, them. And that right? usually happens with coaching changes, but that newfound effort and, and energy stuck. And it's got and that's what I'm saying. It's gotta be consistent yep. this year. Yep. Like win, loss, again. And we, we talk about it all the time when it comes to, to ASU basketball, right? We talked about it really early on when this team was hot in conference play or in non conference play. You win some some massive games, you win a tournament, whatever. You gotta be back even keel. Right, you mm-hmm. you gotta be never too high, never too low, and that's what you see from really really good teams. And if that can be a part of the vision, if that can be a part of the culture, then I think that's how you know if this was a successful season in year one. Did you see what Jalen and a couple other people watched? I think they re-aired it on ESPN. Um, what they tweeted yesterday, uh-uh. the, the the video of the of the game that was re-aired. Really, you didn't see that? Oh, the ASU Notre Dame game. Uh-huh. I did see that. Uh-huh. I did see that. Talk about two good teams. I was at that game. Yeah, so was I. Gosh. That was probably one of the best games. Yeah. That's probably the best. I, yeah, I would say it's either the best game um, or at least the best environment that Arizona State has had uh, in this century. Yeah, I can't speak on anything. Yeah, I can't speak on anything before the 2000s. Yeah. But, I mean, probably. That was college football. I mean, that was oh, that was elite-level college football. But that that's... And but, again, yeah, but no, no, you're right. That was elite-level college football, but we haven't even gotten back to college football. Yeah. The last time I remember ASU playing college football, <laughs> which is crazy to say, is like the the IUC touchdown to, to, to get Oregon out of the college football playoff. Yeah. Like, that is the last, like, true, like, collegiate, holy shit, this is football memory I have. Is there a game after that? But the, I don't think so. Not in terms of environment, right? And even that environment wasn't what it was with Notre Dame. And this is, ironically enough, because we're talking about that game, I know when you look back at this for Arizona State and Notre Dame, you hear Arizona State players, former players, coaches, whatever, they talk about that environment. Even Glenn in the chat, best environment, but not the best game, right? The crazy thing is, you know you've got a program when every game is that same environment. I know that was a massive game for Arizona State from an environment perspective. I've covered multiple seasons at Notre Dame. Every single game is like that. They could play Toledo, and the environment is the same thing. Yeah, but they could also be bad, and the environment's about. But the that's same. that's and I that's part of the vision, and that's tradition, and that's that's long tenure tradition. You're right. That, it is, and and that takes a while, but you have to start somewhere. And that's what he's selling. Yep. Is we are not going to. To, you don't get that by a flip of a switch. Mm. You don't get that just because you had one 10-win season, right? It literally takes a village, the Valley, if you will, to actually get to that point. Valley, the Valley people? Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's a t-shirt. Valley, oh, my God. The Valley people? The Valley people and get the Village people's album cover, but it's Kenny BC's. Wow. Somebody in the chat. Why Any, she, I mean, I could make that, but Nobody somebody, take that. Let's Let's... Don't make that. Let's have a meeting after hey. this. <laughs> there you the, go. The uh, what's it called? The Men in Black. 
<laughs> you didn't see anything. You didn't see nothing. You didn't see nothing. I wish I had my, my glasses on for that. Uh, one thing that I do want to talk about before we move on to all the NIL stuff and the rest of the media deal, uh, because there are some phenomenal comments from, from Bloomquist, from Kenny, and from Hurley in terms of NIL. So we will get to that in just a little bit. But the 2023 football preseason all Pac-12 first team was announced and the second team. And guess what? Um... AS or yeah, the the University of Arizona State got screwed. The University of Arizona State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was no Sun Devil on the first team list. I can understand the first team list, right? Look at some of the names on here, right? Like they're Dorian Singer, Caleb Williams, even Bucky Irving, right? There are guys on both sides of the ball. Travis Hunter for Colorado in terms of defense. Like there are just some phenomenal guys when it comes to to this first team, both offensively and defensively. And the same thing goes for the second team, right? But when it comes to Arizona State, the honorable mentions, you have Jalen Conyers, you have Roe Torrance, you have Cameron Scadaboo, and you have the long snapper, the one and only Slater Zellers, right? Like, that's all you have for honorable mention? You're telling me... Elijah Badger's not worth an all Pac-12 preseason honorable mention. Honorable mention for sure. Who was, if I'm not mistaken, fourth in the Pac-12 last season in receptions. Yep. And he's returning mm-hmm. with the quarterback that helped them do that the entire season. And they got an upgrade at offensive coordinator and offensive line. And they and gave him a new receiver. Just a better staff in general. And you're telling, this is, this is the one that pisses me off, is Jalen Conyers. Jalen Conyers not even being... Jalen Conyers deserved to at least be on the second team preseason. Like, are you... This is a guy that is widely considered a... tight end on that list? Some, some motherfucker from Stanford. <laughs> some Utah's tight end is first team. Yes. Yeah. And then second team is Stanford. Jalen Conyers, brother. Like, I just... I, I can't fathom it. And again, this is... We get the luxury... Of watching these practices. Okay, but just nobody in the pack can do what he did against Colorado. Like physically, nobody can do what he did against Colorado. I just, I I really, really don't understand the logic. Like Jalen Conyers deserves to, I'm not crazy, right? He deserves to be either first or second team preseason pack. Yeah. It's not cool. So what logic... I, 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 I mean, that, that's, that, at least he got an honorable mention. What kills me is EK not getting an honorable mention. That's just crazy to me. It is, it is insane to me. Yeah, I don't, I, I truly don't understand how hey, they got to that point. There's a chip of wood on their shoulders now. Jordan Clark not there either. Anywhere on honorable mention. How many do you think make first or second team Wait, when Jordan we review this? an honorable mention? No. There Help. was just the four. Help. At the end of the season, if you had to guess how many first team or second team, realistically, how many would you say? Sorry, ask again. I was reading a comment. At the end of the season, when we look back at first team and second team, and on, we'll even throw in honorable mention yeah. there, how many Arizona State Sun Devils do you think you see, realistically? Because, again, mind you, there's only four on the preseason. Is Xavier Alfred's waiver cleared? That is a phenomenal question for the sake of this argument, I will say... Yes. Just say yes. I'll say yes for the sake of the argument. Um, So with honorable mention? Yeah, with honorable mention. 
Give me five. Five. Yep. So just one more than they have now. Yeah, but 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 I would say they're. Oh wait, I didn't even think of the. Hold on. When well, these four don't necessarily have to make it. No, I know. Seven. Seven. Who yeah. are they? Um, the four on there. Okay. Add Jordan Clark, Xavier Alford, and um, Ek. And Ek. And do you think do you think they all end honorable mention, or do you think? Like, where does some of these guys land? Do you get I, some I don't know what Dory Singer's going to look like in USC's offense, if I'm being honest. Um, he had 1,100 yards last year, correct, which is crazy. Uh, USC's got a stacked receiving room. And I know they throw the ball a lot, um, but they have Tyreek Hill on their team. And he's a freshman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the what the rest of them are going to look like. Glenn saying freshman of the year, Rashada. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm so excited to see him play in fall camp. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he's progressed over the summer. Give me... So the four we have... Ooh, I like BJ Green sneaking in there. You got Scadaboo, Rowe. Rowe, I think, makes Pac-12 second team. Jalen, I think, makes Pac-12 second team. I think um, Jalen makes Pac-12 first team. Zellers. I think I think he's I think he's close to winning tight end of the year. I think he's going to have the, the best year Samaki any award, tight yeah. end has ever had at ASU this year. You've got... I think JC is on at least honorable mention... I think Xavier Guillory sneaks in honorable mention. Um, EK is on a team. EK is on a team. And yeah, I, you got six or seven, I think. And again, there is Alford, so much. Alfred and Clayton Smith, too. Yeah. I think Trayvon Brown's going to surprise some people. It's there's it's a slept on roster, man. It's a slept on roster. It's a slept on team. And again, rightfully so. You heard to, to Kenny's point, right? You don't know how these guys, you've seen them practice. You don't know how they're going to play. Mm-hmm. But. In the same way that they could disappoint you, they could surpass your expectations as well. And I think that's where we're leaning, is that we think this team could certainly finish... I think this team could finish above 500. Mm -hmm. um, But they are certainly, in my mind, going to finish better than 10th in the Pac-12. I just don't see a Kenny Dillingham coach team that settles for 10th place. I mean, let let them sleep. Think about about that, right? Just, Just... And if you were taking every coach... In the Pac-12, and you listen to them all speak for 10 minutes and tell you about their team, whatever. And at the end of it, you're like, okay, Lincoln Riley here, Kyle Whittingham here, whatever. You are going to sit here and you're going to tell me, and again, players and it is what it is, but after listening to Kenny Dillingham speak for 10 minutes, that he is going to settle for 10th place. I mean... I just I just don't see it. I, mean, I, I just don't see playing, it. I know. I know he's not. But... You've heard him speak. Yeah. And again. No, I, I yeah, it's, but it, it's, again, it's the unknowns that he addressed. The unknowns that yeah. that these guys might not be as good as they are in practice. They they could be better than they are in practice. Just You just don't know. So I, I'm fine with the rankings of them being 10 because you just haven't seen them play. It's whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but it's the it's the disrespect of guys who did this shit last year, like Elijah Badger. It just makes, it makes no damn sense to me. Um, look, until... Like they can keep sleeping on this team, and when you know their alarm goes off, actually their alarm won't go off. They'll sleep through it, and ASU will wake them up and be like, "I'm here, hello." Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal for everybody on audio. He shook the mic awake with two hands. Wake up, Mike. Wake up. Wait, when you say wake up, Mike, I just think of Mike Luke, actually. That's all I... Wake up, Mike! <laughs> this was me to him in Vegas. Mike! Wake Mike up. wakes up before you. Yeah. I can tell you that much. Can you? 
He always yeah. does. Old, old, I get a text. I get a text up. from Mike Luke at about seven thirty every morning. Just let me know when the link's in, or go, like, just let me know when they're in. My show's in five hours, but let me know when they're in. Okay. Well, when you guys wake up, don't hesitate. Go straight to Burrito Express, guys. They got locations all over the first. valley. Well, I would brush your teeth after the burrito. No. no. If you're getting up that early, are you not a dude that brushes their teeth when they wake up? I am. But are it, you not a dude that brushes your teeth when you wake up? No, 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 no. You definitely should brush your teeth and then eat your breakfast. You should brush no, your wait, teeth. Wait, wait, wait. There's, there's a, there's hold a. Hold on, hold on. You gotta brush your teeth right when you wake up, my dog. Yes, that's and my point. I'm, I'm just saying there is definitely a time limit. Like if you have a breakfast burrito from Burrito Express that you're about to eat, you don't like. Okay, but wh- there's like a minute restriction. In to what this. situation are you literally like? Do you just have like you don't leftovers? Okay, wait. Just calm down and wait a second. Actually, it's hard. hard. It's hard to calm down. It's hard to wait when you got Burrito Express in your fridge or if you're at the Burrito Express location. (laughs) Mike Luke is the goat. Which one are you asking? Well, they've got locations all over the Valley. They've also got some NIL deals with Jalen Conyers, Elijah Badger. So anytime you guys head over to Burrito Express, you guys are supporting Arizona State athletes as well. If you don't believe me that the burritos smack and you don't believe Shane and you don't believe the tall man Jacob over there. You can believe Mike Luke. And just go check it out for yourself. Like I said, locations all over the valley in the food smacks. Check them out and give them a follow on social at Burrito EXP. You know what the food does? What if I just hit Wake him? up, Mike. What if I just, you just slap the shit out of me? Slap the shit out of him. That would be uncalled for. Yeah. Well, it'd be fine. Okay. Why would it be fine? Because you could just roll over and be like, ow. I got to log into BetMGM now. <laughs> I don't know, guys. Log into BetMGM right now. And if you haven't signed up yet, what are we doing? Free money. Guys, sign up for BetMGM. Use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you're smashing and using that bonus code PHNX. Plus, they got their free-to-play MLB game. Swing for the fences from now until September 7th. You just pick an area of the strike Swing. zone. Hit a single, double, triple, or you can pop out of Grand Canyon Territory. I singled today. And let's go. And you can get a prize corresponding with what you did on the base paths, guys. It's just that easy. You play it every single day at BetMGM. And as I said, use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to me talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-522-4700. Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. I. I told everybody at the start of the show that we had the luxury of the stork bringing us uh-huh. three coaches. Yeah, in a cradle, if you will. You had a cradle. No, it was a. It was a. What was a swaddle? It? It started with an F. There it is, a swaddle. The coaches were brought via crane and via swaddle. Okay, so we've got via all the coaches via stork. Via crane stork. What I say, crane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you imagine a crane with a swaddle? Not like the bird, like the the machinery. <laughs> that sounds like an awful recipe. <laughs> yeah. um, so we have audio from all of the coaches. Willie Bloomquist, Bobby Hurley. Yeah, there you go. Or actually, two of the coaches, not all three. I was say, please don't there say all go. three there because you. I definitely <laughs> don't have go. one of them. Bobby Hurley, Willie Bloomquist, 
and Kenny Dillingham all talking about NIL. They all gave a little bit of a different answer, which is was was kind of interesting, especially Bobby. coming off the heels of what Kenny had Look to say. Bobby. There you go. Bobby's telling you guys to leave a like. So go leave a like, subscribe. It's literally the button like right under it, I yeah. think, if you if you're or if you're not subscribed. Uh, so do that. And while you do that, this is what Kenny had to say in terms of NIL. It's one of the most fascinating answers that I've ever seen a Division One coach give about name, image, and likeness. He's got a vision for everything. Literally. As far as NIL, I have yet to see a first-year head coach, by the way, give an answer that has quite literally a plan to get the entire Valley engaged. Rallied. There you go. Engaged with the team to to try and like fully utilize NIL to the its full potential for Arizona State, right? Saying, quote, that... I hope I do such a good job that businesses and people flock to pay Arizona State players the maximum amount, the maximum amount possible, right? Like, and you'll see in the juxtaposition with Willie Bloomquist and Bobby Hurley, like it, it's super unique to see all these different perspectives. But like for Kenny to come out and say that, the, the one thing that I loved about that, right, was acknowledging A, that NIL is a player, right? That NIL is... A linchpin, a key piece. It's not going anywhere. It's one of the most crucial factors to building a successful program in today's era of college sports, right? Acknowledging it and being like, okay, this is how we are going to attack it. Mm -hmm. This is how you can help, right? That's something that I haven't seen a lot of coaches 
not just at ASU, but like college sports in general, be like, look, this is NIL. This is why it's important. That's usually where it ends. But to be like, hey, this is NIL. This is why it's important. This is how you can help. Mm-hmm. Is it's a new perspective that I have yet to see. Yeah, shout out Activate it too, doing their part, making yeah. sure to show small businesses how they can get involved. But also, it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, he's a first year head coach, but he's also thirty two years old. Like the, the people like him know like where this is going. Um, he's not that far out of being at ASU. Uh, they know where this is going. They yeah. know that this is here to stay. They're not stuck in ways because they haven't found any ways to be stuck in yet. Yeah. Uh, it just, it, it makes sense. And th- that's how it should be. Um, you're seeing the changing of the guard. And, you know, this is a very rare situation. Like it is the youngest coach in power five, but still it makes sense. Yeah. It's again, super, super unique. And then we got the chance to hear from Bobby Hurley today. He obviously spoke, uh, Frankie Collins, Jemaya Neal, they all spoke today. So we'll have a lot of that for you guys tomorrow, but just in terms of, of what Bobby Hurley had to say in terms of NIL, right? He's in a much different position. You look at, obviously, the roster size is completely different. Mm-hmm. And we've got a quote about the just a roster, over, roster turnover that we'll get to at a certain point. But this is what Bobby Hurley had to say in terms of how NIL is impacting Arizona State basketball. I mean, it's uh, it's tough when you, when you can only bring back three guys off of, you know, an NCAA tournament appearance and, and, and again, 23 wins. Um, you know, some of the guys we lost, we lost for a variety of reasons. So it's it's hard to just pinpoint it, it strictly to to NIL. I think in some of the cases, NIL may, may have uh, you know played a factor in uh, in terms of retainment. But uh, you know, I, I don't want to make excuses, and I, I just want to put my head down and and work. And uh, and we were able to bring in uh, the players that we were able to bring in. I'm excited about them. I'm excited about working with them. And uh, so that's kind of where my mindset is in terms of, uh, you know, what we're able to do with our off season. And I know every, you know, every program is different and has their different challenges. Uh, you know, I can't imagine being a football coach right now and with, with that many players to, to try and bring in that type of talent in, in an NIL environment. So, uh, you know, I know those guys, you know, have, have you know, their, their challenges that they're working through, but uh, I'm excited about my group and, Glad I have the guys that I have on campus and just looking forward to working with them. Yeah, pretty pretty coachy answer, but it, it also is just insane. But putting that into perspective of how many players they lost yeah. after such a great season, you, know, just, you kind of forget about it because it has been the new normal, especially for ASU basketball, just the turnover after turnover after turnover and on and off the court. Um, but like it, it is just it is crazy to think about a 23-win team that, you know, they won a game in the NCAA tournament. They did. That counts. Um, and then losing everybody but three guys, it is wild to think about. Um, and yeah, he didn't really comment on what he thinks of NIL. Just kind of the name of the game now. Yeah. No, it, it's it's super unique, right? And it's not just the coaches acknowledging it. Jemaya Neal was asked about, like, I guess, stepping into a little bit more of a leadership role. And he gave a phenomenal answer of how, like, it's year three for him at Arizona State, but in this age of transferring in the NIL, he's a ten-year vet. Yeah, is what he said. That's, that's a great. It's just, a great. Quote. It's true, right? He's like, it's about time, <laughs> right? Like, I'm in year three, and you're ready to take in that role. And in years past, decades past, where you have players that stay at a program from start to finish, NIL doesn't necessarily exist. The transfer portal is what it is. Like, you don't have guys like a Jemiah Neal really. St- having to step into that role because you have guys like DJ Horn and Des Cambridge 
and they're just they're continuing with the program, right? Or in war in Washington, whatever. Like this is just the age of what you've got, right? I'm Another so glad he stayed. Jemiah. Yeah, it would have been a bad look if he would have entered the portal. Um, so before we get into Willie's comments, because Willie had some very unique stuff to say about really everything. Uh, this is what Bobby Hurley had to say just in terms of the massive roster turnover. Again, some impacted by some by NIL and some impacted by other things. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be we're going to expect this type of change and turnover every year, and that's how I'm focusing on and looking at it. Um, I, look, I, there are examples of guys that, like a Jemiah Neal, that you know he wants to be here, and, and and he's looking at this like you know he wants to be a pro, and and he thinks our style of play and the growth and the development that he's seen in his game over a couple of years that that that's his bigger picture. Than, than a, than a one-time payout in, in NIL. So that's why he's back here. And I think he saw what he was capable of doing late in the season, and he knew this was the place for him to continue to grow and develop. So he might have a chance one day to be an NBA player. So, like, I'm excited to coach guys like that. And you know, I think Frankie Collins, the same thing. So, and, and Alonzo Gaffney. I mean, Alonzo had options too. So all the guys that did come back, they want to be here. And, and, you know, I want guys that, that want to be a part of this. And then, and then we're going to, you know, we're going to surround those guys with, with again, players that, that I think will complement them and uh, help us, you know, take another step because that's, uh, you know, we're not satisfied with how we, you know, how we finished last year and, you know, winning 23, that was great. We got to, you know, we got to win some games in the NCAA tournament, man. We got to be in the hunt for championships and, that's where my mindset is at. And I think the three guys that returned are all thinking about that. And, and, and we're talking to uh, the new players, uh, you know, about doing something special. I love the part about that answer of him being like, at least for Jemiah Neal, right? The development and the growth was more important than the one-time payout. Again, not to say that there's a bunch of players that just left to go get money, but that is a reality of college athletics yeah. now. right? There, there are players that leave programs to go get a bag. And just because you win games doesn't necessarily mean you are going to get players to stay at your program. Mm -hmm. Look at San Diego State, right? They had a, themselves a hell of a season, a hell of a run in the NCAA tournament. They had players enter the transfer portal. Like, it's just college sports. Matt Bradley's gone, right? Uh, this was his last year. Had to have been. That man was playing at Cal like nine years ago. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, Jemiah's growth is pretty crazy. I, mean, I bet he physically grew too because he's still at braces uh, <laughs> when he was here. Uh, yeah, he's. He, I mean, I, we were talking just now. I want to know what a Jemiah forty piece looks like. Like, I want to see footage of. That Hopefully, tomorrow. you don't even have to look at it at pro am. Hopefully, you get to see it at a. No, that's what I'm saying. I hope it actually happens. It'd be crazy. Or just even a twenty five piece, like. I, I can't imagine it because all I think about and, and, it, and it is a little unfair because he did show some crazy flashes of offense, you know, later in the season and in the tournament. But when I think of Jemiah Neal, I think of Bambi. I think of a guy that is dribbling it off of his own foot and not because he's a bad player because he's not. He's an awesome player and he's an athletic freak. But just because he just I think of him as a raw freshman. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of him as. And. And it's going to be awesome to see what he looks like. Is you know we were so impressed with him at at practices before the year last year. Yeah, I can only imagine how impressed I'm going to be to start this year. 
it's definitely going to be something to watch. Glenn brings up a good point. Both coaches seem to talk about, quote, guys that want to be here. Bobby especially. He's probably so sick of guys that don't want to be yeah, here. Yeah, which makes you think recruiting is filtering between half these athletes. And it's part of it these days, right? Like, mm-hmm. how much does a guy truly show you on his visit or in a conversation of he wants to be a Sun Devil, right? And I feel like at certain programs, that's probably pretty easy. I feel like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, you don't really got to worry about guys that want to be there. And even if you do, Kenny brought it up. The talent is going to filter the guys out that don't want to. The five-star guys, they'll get you through it, right? But that doesn't come overnight. Like, there is something that has to change and be built. You, you heard it with Kenny, and you heard it with Bobby. And that's why I think Willie, Willie's comments about NIL and, mm-hmm. you know, even the transfer portal about Luke Hill today. Like, and that's what we're going to get into now. I think it is super, I don't want to say off-putting. It's just, I guess, a different perspective that I didn't expect to hear from somebody who out of Bobby Hurley and Kenny Dillingham was the most recent to play college athletics. Like, it's just, it's super unique. Um, So, Bloomquist, when he was asked about NIL today, said a couple things. Said, Quote, it's going to destroy college sports. It isn't regulated. Said that while student athletes should be paid, tampering is rampant. It's, quote, a very ugly business. Like, I get it. And then he was asked, like, okay, let's. That first comment is not, it's not wrong. (laughs) It might be, okay, saying it's going to destroy college sports is the sky is falling, kind of. And I don't really agree with that because it. It can be regulated, but it is not regulated, and tampering is rampant. Yeah, um, and it is ugly. So I'm I'm with him so far, 100. Okay. percent I'm with him. Okay. I, except I don't think it's going to destroy college sports, but it needs to be regulated 100. percent Yeah, I think. And again, it is still so early on. However, yeah, out of all of the out of see. all of the sports, and and maybe this is just me being like, dude, like you're football and basketball. I feel like have a more difficult time. With this, and maybe I could be entirely wrong, but just from an outside perspective, it feels like that. No, because because before NIL, they were getting players stolen from them from the draft, and yeah, they, like the, the, like that happens all the time. So adding another part of it, but that's not stolen. That's I mean, that's but, but the reality of like it. Because guys that they didn't think were going to sign a a, a a professional MOB contract this year signed one, and now they're they're gone. Like that that is one part that they had to deal with before, and putting this on them now is even crazier so okay so if i asked you how can can, not even how can nil be fixed what would your initial answer be uh it's going to be so hard because because it's not like the nba where you only have to keep tabs on a couple of teams and whatnot there's so many i mean yes because in reality you can put a representative at each at each school in charge with making sure nothing is like and and it's it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect, but it can be helped. It can 100% be more regulated than yeah. it is right now because it does feel like they're just throwing money at kids and and roping them into certain schools. And you know that might not be for every school. That might not be for every kid. But it's the reality of what is happening right now. Kids are getting stolen because of a higher dollar amount. And yeah. and and it's not the, anybody's fault. Like it's just if you want to succeed, you have to pay up. If you want if, if you're a collegiate athlete, you probably want money and you have the power to do that. And, if, and, 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 and that is not wrong. That is 100% not wrong to go get your back as a collegiate. athlete. No. Yeah. And because I, you deserve it. But 
uh, yeah, it's it is like i said and like he said right there are some there are some issues with it just like there is everything and that's that is the the shane diefenbach answer i want you to do a little bit of role play for me here if you are the head coach of a division one baseball program and you are asked can nil be fixed give me a 30 second answer about that can can nil be fixed uh i'm not i know you're being put on the spot here i'm not a coach but you're not you're not but if you were this is how you would respond to that question um yeah that's what i'm going for is your response to this more i'm not so. sure at this point we might be too far gone help me god that's how you help no, me god that is not how i would do okay that. well this is willie's response to it if you could put toothpaste back in the tube let me know it will get worse before it gets better <laughs> that goes crazy <laughs> but hey he's not wrong though because you take this away now after being so no far- one's saying that they're going to take it away okay but the toothpaste is squeezed. It is squeezed dry. Yeah. You're rolling it up at this point. And now you're like, oh, we should put half of it back in. Like, that's not going to work. Like, you can't roll back these rules and regulations as rapidly as as you... Like, if you want to fix it, you would have to ro- roll it back rapidly. Um, put regulations on it because these next three, four years, you can't fix it. Like, it's not going to be fixed. I mean, you're, but that's the that this is the problem that I have with these comments. You gotta adapt. You have to find a way to adapt. And I know, I know, I know. You do. You you are. You know the 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 playing field is completely imbalanced. Like it is unfair for Willie Boomquist and ASU. They don't have the money that a lot of these schools do. Um, you know, historically they are a successful program, but right now and recently they are not. So recruiting is not easy right now. Um, I I think yeah, that's what that's. I think that's maybe now that we're getting into it. What what irritated me is like you hear Bobby. You hear Kenny, right? Okay. Well, can I can I get ahead of this first though? Bobby is scorned by this. He's he's torched by it. Yeah. He's been losing players for years in the transfer yeah. portal, so he knows what to expect. He's like, he doesn't even want to talk about but it. But even then, then even but, then, I didn't like. He's never whined and bitched about uh, it. He, oh yes, he has. Oh my god, to yes, this he extent. Has. I mean, this is a guy who was f- first experiencing it. And then you talk about Kenny, who's a guy who hasn't had to experience it yet. He's only gotten the profit from it. He's only gotten guys to come here because of the transfer portal and NIL. He hasn't lost anybody because of that yet. There, there, those are two very different outlooks. And and the third being Willie, I, I get it 100%. There are different ways to handle it. That, Adapt. It's college and, sports. And we'll see if he can. He's not quitting on the program. No, no, I'm not saying he's quitting on the program. But, like, again, and this is a, maybe just me, I would have preferred a different answer. And, again, I know he's a coach, and I know he's speaking in the moment, okay, and I know on. he's a former player. Anthony Teltry, you are... A collegiate baseball coach. Yeah. You just got asked that. What's your 30 second answer? I think NIL can be fixed. I think it's still really early on in the process. And you don't really know where it's trending. You don't really know where it's going, but you have to do your absolute best with it. And I think our football coach, Kenny Dillingham, did a phenomenal job saying that you can get the the valley and you can get local businesses involved to try and help. You don't have a roster next year. How do you plan to fix that? The transfer portal. You nobody, dive into the transfer portal. Nobody wants to come here because you don't have any money. How do you want to fix that? You get Arizona kids that want to come back to Arizona. They're all bad. How are you going to fix that? They're all bad. And you start from scratch, man. Start from scratch. You've been fired. Mm. You fired me? The, well, the, the media this, member fired me? This was a year. No, I was just going through your timeline. This is a year out. That was such a jump. I didn't even get to play the season. Like, well, you did. The team was bad. <laughs> well, guess what they were this year? Better. There you go. Better. Yeah. They were all right. They were better than they were the year before. That's all you can ask is improve. Yeah. Uh, Last thing on Willie, which again was, I 
it just rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. Yeah, Totri was, was angry about this. I was not happy with what Willie, you know, had to say. Um, so he was obviously asked about Luke Hill, right? The the true freshman. He started at shortstop for Arizona State this past season, entered the transfer portal the very last day that he was eligible to enter the portal. That I think is what irritated um no, Willie. You can't don't think assume so? that. Again. I, that's why I said it. I, what do you mean? I can't assume that. You can't assume that's why. Let me, I've got a quote here that I will pull up for you that I think gives a pretty good idea that that is at least partially what he felt. Let's see if I can find it here. Um, regardless, he was very, very hard on Luke Hill. Again, a, a kid, right? That entered the, the portal um, the last day that he was eligible to, he committed to, to Ole Miss. He um, said he was, the teammates were going to be happy that he Yeah, was they gone. said the team, the team as a whole was like better without, which is simply not true. Again, I'm going to find the, the, the quote for you right now. So this is what he said. A couple different things. Willie did not hold back on the departure of Luke Hill on the last day of the transfer portal window saying that some teammates are glad he's gone. Quote, matter of fact, a lot of them feel like we're going to be better without him and the attitude he showed at times. Okay. What does that have to do with him leaving on the last day? You said that's what rubbed him the wrong way. What does that what does um, that have to do with him leaving in the last day? Because they were given when your starting shortstop enters the transfer portal on the last day, uh-huh. the prospects that you are able to go get, no, I guess, in, in terms of no, options. But, but nothing in that quote makes sense. There you is a quote. That, Let me find it. Okay. I'm working on it. Well, here, this is what I'll say. None of us were there during the season, the locker room, whatever. And I know he's a freshman in college and and he 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 you know, his frontal lobe isn't fully developed yet. It, it, like, but the reality is the, the conversations behind closed doors, nobody knows about, and you don't know what happened. And I'm not going to give the benefit of the doubt to anybody, but I'm not going to assume that somebody is wrong for whatever. There are better ways to handle things, but I, I, I don't know what happened. I, I, I just don't. Um, so he was said, let's see, here's another one. Start as a freshman, blah, blah, blah. Um, an example of the roster retention challenges, quote, shoot, my shortstop left at the 11th hour on the last day of the transfer portal. This gives them less options to do anything with. Like, yeah, but you're not expecting to have to replace your starting shortstop who is a freshman that okay. you trusted to be your starter. Yeah, I know, but but he wouldn't have been that angry if there wasn't something prior. Said Bloomquist said that the ASU's locker room was unhappy with how Luke Hill left. He said that his players are, quote, not in the same category as Luke Hill. He believes that the sign of was better going forward without him. That, like... There are better ways to say things. You just don't say that. Bobby Hurley and Marcus Bagley, like, you didn't hear shit about that, did you? Bobby didn't go on the radio and start barking because Marcus Bagley did X, Y, and Z. He wished him the best, and that was it. As a head coach of a Division I football pro... Or a Division I any program... Your job is not to tear down these athletes. I don't care if they enter the fucking transfer portal. This kid is, what, 18, 19 years old? Fuck, dude. He wants to go home and play closer to his family? So what? He leaves you in the 11th hour of the last day of the portal. Like, really, dude? That, that's what irritated me, is when you come after a kid who wants to play closer to home. Yes, he could have done it differently. Yes, we are not in the clubhouse. We do not know the conversations that went down etc we don't know all the details but as a grown-ass man as a division football or division better ways to handle it that's what irritated me is like that's that's i don't know 
And again, thinking about this post Luke Hill, you think recruits, you think incoming transfers in today's day and age of college athletics where guess what? The transfer portal is a thing. NIL is a thing. Hmm. Maybe you fucking changed your mind after a year. I want to go play closer to home. And now you have to worry that your coach I after just, a season just, is going to be saying shit like this? Smells. Like it just smells. It just smells like something else. It like you don't just decide you're going to go play close to home with with 10 seconds left. You no, but just, you remember being in college. I know, but you don't just do that unless something happens. Not something happens. Not necessarily. Okay. All right. <laughs> you remember being in college? All right. You remember we being were in not Division One athletes. You're I'm right. not that's, doing this. That's what I'm saying. I'm not that's, doing but this. But that's what I'm saying. Listen to me for a second. Is you remember being in college having a million and five different things on your plate? Your mind going a bunch of fucking different ways at any given moment? No. You don't remember that? No. Okay. Well, that was me, and I'm sure that's a bunch of other college students, period. And then you throw in the fact that you were a Division One athlete, and there's a shit ton of pressure on you. And, oh... Guess what? Maybe you do want to play closer to home. Maybe there are NIL opportunities. Like, yes, I'm sure the only reason the the I want to go play closer to home is not the only reason that he opted to enter the it's transfer portal. Asking for. Yeah, I'm it's sure it's not the for. only reason. It's but for. to scold a kid for no, taking advantage. It sounds like No, you. I said there are different ways to handle it, but you you are out on him. You are out on Willie Bloomquist yeah, because he said these I'm things. I'm upset. Yeah, I am. Because as somebody that, like, is a teacher, that's... Oh, that's, that's No, no, seriously. As I would never in my fucking mind talk about a, a kid like that. That's what irritated me. That's about, what irritated me. Talking about Foco now. <sighs> now, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Illegal Pete's. That's what I'm going to do. Comparisons okay. are insane. They got the best teacher. and the strongest... Margarita in Arizona, guys. It's your go-to spot this summer. Kick back and enjoy an ice-cold marg or cool off with a bucket of high noons. They've got a great deal. Five high noons for just 22 bones. And don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay updated on all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win free tickets to the concerts you are dying to see, guys. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. Did you just get done dirty by somebody or did you just do somebody dirty and maybe leave? You got to get some new gear for your new school. Look no further than Foco. They're the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectible, novelty items. Did you hear that, Luke Hill? They got toys for you. Oh my uh, best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's baseball season. Aloha shirts, straw, hats, polos, bags, everything you need. For a game. Plus, they got our set done right. Foco always has our back for Arizona Sports, and they got yours too. Get the best gear around by visiting Foco.com and using code PHNX for all non pre sale items. Use that promo code PHNX for 10% off. Foco, Illegal Pete's. We love them. We love them. All right, before we get out of here, media deal update. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. You want to talk about it a little bit more yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, well, I mean, we, we can touch on it. We'll, we, we can read what Heather Dennis reported. Um, she basically said that they're, they're expecting a deal coming soon, which is not news because they've been... Come on. Like, we've heard that for so long. But one, it's Heather Dennis, And two, she also said that it's probably going to be on par with the Big 12 and the ACC's media deals. So... It's probably not. I think in the article she said it's not going to happen before. Yeah, she said in all caps, it will not be announced yeah. at Pac-12 so, media. So don't expect that, but probably in the week or two after. 
I'm interested to see who it's with. It's certainly going to be interesting, guys. That is going to do it for us today. But as always, we're going to be back right here, 2 p.m. on Wednesday. And we'll have another jam-packed show for you guys. Glenn, we'll get to that tomorrow, man. We'll get to it tomorrow. Guys, if you enjoyed the content, Brett follow Brent, us. Brent will set it first. And PHNX underscore Sundays. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow the big pokey over here at Shane Deeth. Just being cordial for 50 minutes, then screaming at each other as always. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.